The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. seen that vanilla ice video where he's like explaining the difference between ice ice baby and he's <laughs> yeah. like no theirs goes dun 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 and ours goes dun 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 and like as they're fighting the shredder or whoever they fucking fight in the second one, I was like, man, go ninjas, go ninjas, go. And I said, stop the movie. We got to hit the studio now. And then they play the song and it's him going, go ninja, go ninja, go. What's crazy is when he said, stop, stop the movie, they literally stopped filming. And the <laughs> really and he... <laughs> yeah, lots of people don't know he played all the turtles with an allies. <laughs> He was like a juggalo who like repairs houses now. He's like a house flipping juggalo now. Vanilla Ice? Yeah, he has like a show on HGTV. He's a he juggalo. Like, yeah. He has like the fucking hatchet guy chain and he has like tattoos of it. <laughs> he has a show where he just like flips houses. And he's like, I'm Vanilla Ice and I'm a juggalo now. I'm going to flip this house. <laughs> I, I like that for him. I like that as a life path for him. He's in a bunch of Sandler movies, too. He's, like, yeah. friends with Adam Sandler, which is cool. Adam Sandler has cool friends, man. Adam Sandler's weird because, like, all his friends end up on his movies. Yeah, dude. That's kind of a really nice thing to do to your friend. It's like, hey, you get to be on my movie and make money. Isn't this fun? Yeah, he just has, like, these weird, like, normal guys that grew up with. And then it's, like, Steve Buscemi and Vanilla Ice and Shaq and... Kevin Garnett and <laughs> fucking Don Cheadle. And he has like all these like legitimately like good actors and super famous athletes. And he's like, you're all in my movie. And also Rob Schneider is here. <laughs> fucking the guy I went to high school with who like smokes weed funny is also in every movie I make. It's cool, man. It's cool. I want to do that with my life. I want to put all my friends in movies with Kevin Garnett. Just confuse him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. I, I don't know. How old is Kevin Garnett? He starts forgetting shit. Sixty. Kevin Garnett is sixty. Start me- no, no, no. Start making movies <laughs> when. Start making movies when Kevin Garnett is sixty. <laughs> I was like, I was like, the fuck is wrong? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were like Kevin Garnett is sixty. I'm like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy if he was. That means he was like in the NBA. He was like a rookie when he was like forty. 
Give me a 60 now. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is the Spin Doctrines Podcast. The podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I'm Travis Reyes. I'm Kenny Van. I'm Amador Salazar. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be reviewing the movie Death of Stalin, starring uh, Hubie Halloween's Steve Buscemi (laughs) as uh, Khrushchev. But uh, first, let's talk about some current events, and I'm going to play this clip, and let's react to it. But it's great to be back in my home state, Florida, to make my official return to the campaign trail. See, fortunately, I'm not an old person. I'm very young, and I'm in such perfect shape. Right? I'm in such great shape. You know, I said that the other day. What are you doing? I said, well, I'm very young, and I'm in great shape, perfect shape. And they said, Donald Trump misrepresented today again. He said he was in great shape, and he's very young. These people are the sickest of them all. <laughs> One thing with me, the nice part, I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and uh, everybody. I'll just give you a big fat kiss. And that was him dancing. <laughs> I'm the president of the United States and I'm gonna kiss the guys. <laughs> he did like a Borat voice when he said guys, and I've been like just listening to that and laughing all day. The way he says guys is the funniest fucking thing. What if Trump's dead and this is just a Borat bit? <laughs> That'd be great if Borat 2 ends and it's like, guess what? <laughs> I killed the president. He just like psyops everyone and just like had us going. That'd be like the one thing I. The FBI, or the CIA, I'd be like, you're cool now if they did that. If the CIA killed the president and made Borat president for like three months, I'd be like, this is cool. I like you guys now. You guys are good. No, but, uh,. Yeah, and we're recording this on uh, October 13th. And I don't have a clip, but uh, he just screamed at uh, suburban women. He's like, vote for me, please! Like me! me. (laughs) (laughs) And a bunch of weird shit about how he can't be nice. He's like, I can't be nice. I only have a limited amount of niceness. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, he covered a lot in those two, just two minutes. Like his brain is on fire right now. Yeah, he's like, on like the weird drugs. He's on like yeah. the weird like steroids they give to like NFL players that like knees exploded. <laughs> you know, like the weird shit, so they can be like, here, take the shot, and then you can keep playing. He gives them to like he's on like those level of steroids, and he's also doing like the weird scanner darkly drug. And his brain yeah. is just like fucking melting, and they just keep like plotting him like trouting him out there and being like fucking yeah do your thing and he's just getting crazier and crazier he's what's this like chemical cocktail like wears off he's dead for sure yep it's horse tranquilizers <laughs> and the scanner darkly truck and meth and gamer girl gamer girl piss that's the cocktail that he's, he's fucking drinking 
<laughs> it's crazy to me. Like one video, you see him going on about how he's young and vibrant and just super young, and then there is that other video where he's just like, "Hey, seniors, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a senior too. Um, I'm gonna make shit really great for all of us. Everyone's gonna be hopped up on Regeneron or whatever the fuck." Uh, he's everything all at once. Oh, you mean uh, this this one? Oh, I've been listening. That's an ad for I don't know who that is. Some some crazy lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to play that senior ad because it's fucking. That's also weird oh, to too. Uh, here we go. So, oh. to my favorite people in the world. The seniors. I'm a senior. I know you don't know that. Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell them, but I'm a senior. We are making tremendous progress with this horrible disease that was sent over by China. China will pay a big price for what they did to the world. But we have medicines right now, and I call them a cure. I went into the hospital a week ago. I was very sick, and I took this medicine... And it was incredible. It was incredible. I, w I could have walked out the following day sooner. It was incredible, the impact it had. And I think we're going to make that like... and others that are similar to it, almost identical, we're going to make them available oh, immediately. We have an emergency up. use authorization that I want to get signed immediately. The FDA has moved at a level that they've never moved before. Things that would take two, three, four years are taking a matter of weeks or even sooner than that. And that's because of me. We're taking care of our seniors. You're not vulnerable, but they like to say the vulnerable, but you're the least vulnerable. But for this one thing, you are vulnerable. <laughs> so am I. He's so crazy. It's <laughs> Look, seniors, they like to say you're vulnerable. You're not vulnerable, but right now you're vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. I'm old. I'm a senior. You can't tell. <laughs> at the end of that clip to just go, class of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he got high as fuck and like had a really like fucking good time while he was at Walter Reed. And I was like, this is great. We gotta get everybody on this. It sounds like his brain is like moving much quicker than, and, than his like mouth and like, yeah, it's like His meth. ability to <laughs> articulate words. He's on like speed. That's like fucking, I've done like a shitload of speed. And that's what it is. <laughs> like my brain does that on speed and on like hallucinogens. When I like do a shitload of acid or shrooms and I'm trying to articulate something and it's in my head like a smart thing. But it comes out and I'm just like fucking and I can't like say the words. But he's not on acid, because acid's more fun than that. That's like meth. He's like on some type of fucking upper. I don't know, man. It, he looks like he's having a great time up there. I'm happy for him. I he's having, I like the <laughs> clipper. He was like, I don't know if you guys recognize me. It's me, your favorite president. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his weird like tagline now. He's like, it's me, your favorite president. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is this is a a, a long Borat bit. Yeah, we this need so revealed November third. We need to talk about his like that hilarious fucking his plan that some dickhead ruined for us, where he was gonna like pretend that he was like super sick, 
<laughs> and then rip open his shirt and have like a Superman t-shirt underneath it. Yeah. It's like, who fucking told him not to do that? It seems, that would be the best, I'd vote for him if he did that. That's super, that's funny <laughs> as shit. I was going to say, there's no way he loses if he does that. Yeah, I'd vote for him. I'd be like, I don't care if fascism happens. That was a good bit. I liked it. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it was Mike Pence. And Mike Pence was just like, I'm going to do that later. <laughs> <laughs> when you die. <laughs> but his shirt's just going to have like a weird, like whatever the, his symbol is for his Nazis. Like a, like a snake looking away from a boob or fucking something weird, whatever his symbol is. <laughs> He's gonna do it at Trump's funeral. I'm the leader now. Um, yeah, I I think I saw on Twitter that they just halted like uh, studies on one of the drugs that's in Trump's miracle drug. Like they're like, yeah, people can't give this to people. I think I just saw that. I could be mistaken. Yeah, there was one person that got sick in the, or something happened to them in the clinical trials, so they had to stop. But yeah, yeah, I haven't seen much more than just like that. So it sounds like stuff's kind of under wraps for now, or something. I just want to say uh, to the staff at Walter Reed, like you really fucked up. Like you could have killed this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna give him enough of these drugs to just like have him ego trip into. Like just, just give him enough like hallucinogenics to make him like fucking have like a nice little DMT trip into Deathville. Just fucking make him. Yeah, just make Donald Trump like trip out on a bunch of drugs and like fucking see Hellraiser. Just summon him and just be like, "All right, you're having a fuck you with this pleasure. I'm gonna fuck you with this spike dildo for the rest of your life." <laughs> He's like, all right, Hellraiser, I'm young. <laughs> Remember he had, like, a meltdown on Twitter where he was talking about a, a deal, and then it was, like, deal or no deal, but through Trump on Twitter. And he's Twitter. like, no stimulus for anyone until I'm president again. And he was like, okay, stimulus. Ah, never yeah. mind, no stimulus. And today he was like, Dr. Fauci was like, look, I'm tired of being bullied by Donald Trump. I did not say these things that he's saying I said. He's taking me out of context. He's bullying me. And Donald Trump like retweeted that tweet of him like talking and it's like, you suck. You suck as a doctor and you suck at throwing baseballs. You throw a baseball like a girl. That's why COVID is better than you. And it was like the craziest tweet. He's just like bullying him because he threw out a first pitch ban. It's like, I want to see Donald Trump throw out a first pitch. Didn't he? No, he lied. He said the Yankees invited him, but I had to. He's like the Yankees invited me, but I had to say no. And then the Yankees were like, "Yeah, we never asked him to do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, guess, okay. I would say my favorite thing that I experienced today was that weird debate that Mitch McConnell was a part of. I've never seen oh, Mitch McConnell in a debate, and they were like. 200 and and i don't i can't recall the name of the woman that he's running against amy mcgrath uh, she shot down united 93 <laughs> yep. the but, myth the legend continues at a, at a point in the, the debate you're like 200 000 americans are dead and fucking mitch mcconnell's just going 
Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's like the weirdest thing you can't stop laughing. I'm trying to find like a clip of just his laugh. Because it's... Yeah, his laugh's fucking insane. Because it's like... He's like... Mitch McConnell is for sure like... Evil as shit, but like... But he I looks like a... that he's like, like Machiavellian like fucking levels of just like strategist level he's so fucking evil but he looks like one of the it's weird because he's like yeah he's like fucking um like they they asked him are you going to the white house and he's like no that guy has covid i'm not fucking stupid (laughs) he was also he also was on sean hannity recently and he was bragging about how yeah and he uh, did the laugh again that's where i first heard it he was like bragging about like court hacking Yeah, he laughs. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, yeah, I'm responsible for the courts being insane. That's how he laughs. It's weird because he's like Henry Kissinger level evil, but he looks like a villager in like a Shrek movie. He just looks like like some... He's the guy with like the torch at Shrek's hut. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna burn you, Shrek. And then Shrek goes, I'm in a whole guy. And he like, he runs away. Like, to be fair, like, I'd say Mitch McConnell's like, obviously the only one that has like, like this whole Amy Coney Barrett like thing. This is like his entire political legacy. This is everything he's been working towards. But like, to, I don't know, like, saying he's smart. That might be an overreach because he's like playing three dimensional chess against like nobody. So that's not really impressive. Hold on, let me see if I can find the clip of him laughing. Oh, here it is. He didn't try to fill those positions. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I was in charge of the. of what we did the last two years of the Obama administration. I give, I, and I will give you full credit for that. It sounds like like a fucking. It sounds like a discount Halloween decoration <laughs> that you put. You know what he reminds me of? I said it in the group text, but you know, like in like Dragon Ball Z, when like Goku goes against like the main villain, and he just like punches him in the face like a thousand times. And the villain just lifts his head slowly, and he goes, ho, 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 and he wipes, like, a little bit of blood away, and then he, like, blows a hole through, I don't know, Krillin's chest or something? That's how Mitch McGonagall laughs. Like, it's just, like, the most evil, like, he's an anime villain. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Amy Corndog Boner, or whatever her name is, for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, she's crazy. She's an insane person. <laughs> yeah, it's... This is one of the aspects of, of uh, our government that I think is just so weird, where, like, everyone's just, like, talking to this person's like, hey, so you're going to have power for, I don't know, the next 30, 40 years? What are you going to do with that? And then they'll say crazy shit like, I don't believe in a Brown v. Board of Education because I'm... A psycho bitch. Well, fucking, um, what's her name? Fine, Diane Feinstein's first question was like, tell us about your kids. And it's like, no one cares about her kids. She's in a cult. I don't give a fuck about her stupid ass <laughs> kids. Well, Just, maybe she was asking, like, in the event that she would have revealed that she's in a cult. 
Oh, what if and, she's like, I'm in a cult, and here are my cult <laughs> children. They're like, you can't be on the Supreme Court. She's like, shit. <laughs> no, she's like, Our work is done. Amy Coney Barrett's like weird, because she's like one of those freaks that like believes like the fucking Constitution should be upheld to like the absolute word, even though it was written by dipshits over fucking 200, like what, 50 years ago? Yeah. But uh, but also when they ask her, like, hey, so if Donald Trump refuses to leave, are you cool with that? She's like, I don't know. It depends. It's like, Maybe. It's like, so you believe in the Constitution except for if, like, the fucking meth addict refuses to leave? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, what I... I, I haven't been... Watching. She's going to get confirmed, and the weird part is that she... you. She's going to get confirmed, I think, after we know who the winner is. So she's going to get confirmed before Inauguration Day, but I think after the actual election. So if Trump does lose, like, the Democrats are going to be, if they don't do anything about it, it's like really like, what the fuck was the point of voting for Biden? (laughs) Because she's going to get confirmed. Like, if Biden wins and like she gets confirmed because the Republicans still have the Senate, it's fucking over. Yeah. And then I have to vote again, Kenny. <laughs> I vote twice. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. First, everybody, everybody votes twice. And, What's funny and is like maybe even a third time. Like, when you are, can you argue with people about like the, uh, like the electoral college? Like the the biggest argument, which I think is telling, is you could just be like, okay, why, why, why is this? Like, why not just have like a normal democracy? It's uh, this weird shit where fucking it's it's literally like the argument. Like it's like why just like <laughs> put in perspective a little bit, like more so than to like the electoral college like every state gets two senators right so like wyoming has two senators like the city of austin or the city of seattle or san antonio has a population larger than the entire fucking state of wyoming like there's absolutely the these stupid fucking states that nobody lives in are given way liz cheney lives in wyoming so she deserves a Senate seat. Does she? Why does she live in Wyoming? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Doesn't Kanye have like a ranch in Wyoming? Oh, yeah, fuck. They Kanye's hanging out with neighbors. Kanye's hanging oh, yeah. out with Dick Cheney. That's always running for president. It's George Bush too. <laughs> They're gonna do like the fucking I don't know. It's instead of like the Burke Brothers riot, it's gonna be like the Supreme riot, and it's gonna be a bunch of like sixteen-year-olds. And Supreme oh. hoodies with Travis Scott burgers being like, don't count those ballots. And they'd be like, fuck it, Kanye's president now. And then he's going to do a 9-11 again. Kanye's going to do oh. a 9-11 too. Oh, the college like, dropout edition. I don't, I don't have that information in front of me right now, but I know for, I know that, uh, did you know that all three of uh, Trump's Supreme Court nominees, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett had played a, role in the Bush v. Gore decision in 2000. Yeah, and uh, well, and they're already doing like weird shit like in California there's like (laughs) there's just like fake ballot boxes like some type of weird like Looney Tunes bit where they're just like putting up like fake boxes that say like ballots go here 
and then they're just like ballot harvesting and then I don't know. A lot of the weird dickheads on Twitter, like uh, Robbie Starbuck, these weird freaks who just like pop up in my feed because they comment on the president's shit. All the the people that are like, "Good job, Mister President." It's illegal to steal votes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like doing all these like weird mental gymnastics to be like, yeah, "It's legal to do like this literally like cartoony thing." Like you're setting up fake ballot boxes. I don't like. I don't understand what what, what point do they drop drop that like pretext that they give a shit about the integrity of fascism. Well, that Mike Lee, that fucking Utah senator, he tweeted out. He was like, "America's not a democracy." People were like, "Yeah, dude." Yeah. So I think that guy lot, also I, was uh, mask off at the Senate hearing, uh, even though he recently tested positive for COVID. He was yeah. literally mask off. It wasn't like. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like a future oh. song mask off. He was like literally mask off and just breathing on people. <laughs> he was also one of those freaks who like pulled out like a tiny constitution from his pocket. He was like, sir, read this. Read this thing. And it's like, you want to do fascism. I don't No. How about you read fucking Dune? I don't want to read your shitty read your book. <laughs> read something good. <laughs> read Marx or fucking Engels or I don't know. You... It's something like that. Like, I wish, like, fuck, like, the left just needs, like, one, one, like, one Mitch McConnell type figure for the left that's just, like, willing to, like, do anything. Because all these people are fucking idiots. Yeah, we like, need, like, a weird, like, gorilla to just be, like, our, <laughs> be our, like, majority whip. It's just, like, some weird, like, guy who, like, just came out of the jungle and he's like, I help liberate fucking a small African village and I'm here to murder Mitch McConnell with this. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It's, um, everyone's, uh, I don't know. I feel like the closest to just kind of like giving them what they have is, uh, not Rashida Tlaib, which, fuck, I forgot which one it is from the squad. Uh, Omar. Omar. Elon Omar. Yeah. yeah, she's like the closest to that, where she's just like she gets under these people's skin so fucking much. Yeah. That it's like, but everyone else is like, let's play nice, and she's like, I'm gonna bully them on the internet. We need somebody though that's like willing to like, on like, spend like a forty, like they have a forty year strategy of just like, that's willing to like fucking like ruin lives for this because <laughs> we're not playing by the same rule book like ilhan omar like that like uh aoc or she just like like they're all great like i like bernie senators but they all have morals we need somebody that's like fucking dirty <laughs> to get in there and like fucking mess shit up because like otherwise I mean, we're, we're always gonna lose because like the republicans like like the serious republicans like the guys that know what the fuck they're doing they don't give a shit like they're willing to break every decorum Everything. I don't give a fuck. We need somebody like that. We need somebody who's going to fight dirty. Yeah, I I just don't see the... I mean, like, Bernie Sanders is the leftist with probably the most power in our country. And, I mean, he's basically having to substitute teach, like, a whole (laughs) fucking campaign in person. So... I just don't know if we'll ever have someone 
like at Mitch McConnell level, like insane power. I, I just don't, I don't know. It's I like, think we just need a fucking thing. Like, because like a, a leftist or I, I don't know, I like something I, I would want is like, you know, you talk, talked about Wyoming having two senators and, you know, Texas having two. I'd like no senators. That'd be great. Like, so it like all of it is like antithetical to like the way the system is set up right now. Like it, I don't know. Yeah. But the thing is like, I don't get it. It's like if Biden, Biden doesn't even have to do like hardly anything. If he was just like, pushing for like the most milk toast reform and something, but he's not even doing that. Like he could just be like, Hey, we're going to even the playing book by fucking expanding the courts a little bit, or we're going to grant Puerto Rico or Guam or fucking DC statehood and allow them to like, but he won't even do like our, he won't even do that shit. Here's, and here's the thing, too. Biden for sure knows that, like, healthcare is important because he's tweeted out, like, fucking healthcare is a human right, like, 37 times since it started. But then he's just like, is like, I'm not doing universal. It's like, all right, so fucking yeah, that's, stop. That's actually, go ahead. Sorry, that I was just going to say that's actually just his intern, like, just it's Bernie asking, Sanders. asking his intern, for healthcare his intern from Joe Bernie. Biden. And, that's his intern, Bernie Sanders. Okay, the human right. Ah, friggin' Bernie, get more staplers. Ah, shit. Okay, I was beating you. Paid internship. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, uh, you know, Joe Biden writes one line, Bernie writes another. We get some sort of half-ass. Like, right. You know, this is a, this is like the concession I want to make to like people like Kiko who are like, oh, you have to vote Biden. And I was like, like I'd be more than willing to like grant you like not voting for Biden is stupid right now. But if you have to grant me that like voting for anybody other than Bernie during the primary was a fucking stupid thing to do. Yeah, just admit you're an idiot and that you yeah. fucked us, and then I'll be like, I'll vote for your guy because you're stupid. But I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to, like, just concede to you on your own. Like, if you come to me and you're like, look, I'm an idiot. I fucked up and I voted for the stupidest person that you could vote for. Please, yeah. vote for my stupid guy. I need you. Communism is good. I'll be like, okay, I'll vote for your stupid guy. But you have to do a communism. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, like, a thing. We kind of talked about this in, like, our group chat. We need to, like, stop, too, I think, as, like, lefties. It, it feels like we're supposed to get, like, tricked sometimes. Like, we, I, I mean, with Bernie, we knew he was kind of like, you know, oh, this is just, like, a starter deck to get people into, you know, socialism or, you know, leftism. But then people like Killer Mike, who make, like, fucking four Run the Jewels albums, where he's like, let's burn everything and, like, destroy government. And I was getting, like, a tattoo the other day, and they had the YouTube on. And, like, a Run the Jewels video came on from Run the Jewels 4. And it's, like, them in the middle of, like, Wall Street just burning piles of money with, like, Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> And then I was, like, what the fuck? Because, like, Killer Mike's also, like, y'all should vote and, like, 
not riot and eat vegetables and also start a savings account. It's like, which one is it, dude? <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. I feel like that yeah. gives like the shitty, the, I don't know if this applies to anything, but I feel like it gives like the shitty libs kind of like, well, see, fucking this guy agrees with us, or that guy agrees with us, so that means you're dumb. And it's like, no, they're just not good. You know what I mean? Like these like celebrities are like kind of socialist, quote unquote socialist like celebrities that now are just like, all right, well, now I'm 100% behind Joe Biden. And then, you know, you get these fucking once every four year political like fucking political wonks being like see you should vote like killer mike and it's like i don't want to i don't want to do anything like killer mike <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what was it that people that were like angela davis says she's gonna vote for biden do you think you know better than angela davis like yes i, I know better <laughs> than all ladies <laughs> you know i think what gets lost in this too is like so this shit keeps happening to Noam Chomsky and Angela Davis and people like that. Like, why why is it that like these people are only spoken to when an election comes around? Like I wanna talk to Angela Davis about, you know, prison abolition. I wanna talk to her about, you know, black power. I wanna talk to her like why are you asking her about voting? Like, of all the things that you could talk to her about, like, that is, like, a revolutionary, like, person, yeah. like, I in saw front Angela, of you. I, I saw Angela Davis and Cornel West speak about prison abolition, like, 10 years ago in Brooklyn. At some, like, old church. Awesome. It was fucking rad. And uh, you, yeah. they should talk How? more about things. Not every... Because the people saying that haven't read, like, fucking any Angela Davis. They don't know who the fuck Angela Davis is. They like yeah, know yeah. like the characteristics. They know like gap tooth afro lady. They know, that's like, you know what I mean. They know like the weird caricature parts of Angela Davis. They don't know fucking. Yeah. But these are also the same people that are just like the weird girl boss people, that are like, Gloria Steinem is like a girl boss yes queen. It's like she's a fucking spook, dude. She's like open about that. Gloria Steinem's like, I love that I was at the CIA. I love it. It's good for me. These people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. All their heroes are fucking spies. CIA assets are fucking Epstein enablers. All their fucking heroes are creeps. <laughs> Just abolish yeah. women. That's Oops. what I'm saying. This is the Tim Pool cast now. <laughs> are we? We need we... to do an episode on that guy soon. Yeah. yeah. That guy's losing his fucking shit and going like, ladies don't date me because feminism. It's everyone else, not me. I'm not, I'm the only good boy. Well, he's like, gone uh... like full alt-right in the past like two days. So we'll, we'll yeah. do a whole episode on him because he's, yeah. he's embracing the uh He's the, the most Nazis. like fucking pussy, piece of shit, lame-ass fucking grifter I've seen this entire like yeah, like yeah, I have more respect. Like Steven Crowder, out of everybody we've covered, has been like my least favorite fucking person. But yeah. like, I have more respect for Steven Crowder than I do for Tim Pool. So, yeah, I respect Jesse Peterson the most. I like him. I just Who? want to know where Tim Pool lives. He's got that. Pennsylvania. He lives in. 
Sam huh? Cedar was talking about it today, and he was because he did, he tweeted this thing today where he was like, um, "I said I I said I'd fly any lip any leftist out to my show, and they all declined." And then like Sam Cedar on his show was like a majority report today was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm not flying any, I'm not flying to your fucking house in the middle of COVID." And his whole thing's was, like, right? So what? Uh, Tim Pool probably like just sent an email, like, "Dear Hillary Clinton, come to my house, please." And he's like, no. <laughs> "No, come to my mom's house and we will have a debate." And Sam Cedar's like, "But then his, but then his whole thing is he's saying like, people are like, dude, I'm like, I'll debate you over like Zoom or Skype or fucking some shit." And he's like, "We don't do that. It's called Tim Pool in real life. We have all of our guests there in real life, and it's like." All right, then you're stupid. Your show's stupid. That's a stupid idea. And then all of his fans are like, "Well, if he, if if he, if the leftist is getting owned by Tim Pool, which like, all right, weird freak, it's not gonna happen." But he's like, "They can just log off of the computer, and then Tim Pool looks bad." It's like, no, that would make fucking like if he's debating like I don't know, um, Matt Crispin or fucking one of the Chapo guys. And they just like log off because they're getting owned so hard by Tim Pool. Then that makes Tim Pool look like a badass. But Tim Pool's, I don't know, he's an idiot. Yeah. We'll do a whole episode on him soon. Do not worry. Uh, but today we're talking about uh, the death of Stalin. Yeah, the I major. I'll be right major. back. <laughs> Can you pause it or pause the podcast? Or pause recording or whatever, because I gotta go. Yeah, I can pause it. I guess. I'll. I mean. I mean, you guys can talk. You can leave in the piss part for you at home, but it's been an hour and a half for us. Either way, <laughs> I've just been waiting for Kenny to shit. He looks thirty pounds lighter from all the shit that came out of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about the major motion picture, Death of Stalin. Starring uh, Hubie Halloween's Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I will ship my diarrhea shits to one lucky listener if you comment <laughs> on our Facebook page. His toilet is just like a UPS box. <laughs> it's ready to go, ready to ship out. I like it, it's professional of you, Kenny. Good job. That's our merch, it's just Kenny's. Diarrhea. My diarrhea. Fucking soggy UPS box. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we watched The Death of Stalin. Enough talk about poop for this episode. That's our <laughs> premium. Poop Talk is our Patreon episode. Uh, yeah, so what you guys think of uh, D of S? That's what we're calling it for short. It was a, uh, it was all right. Yeah, that's how I felt. It was like weird tonally. Yeah. My favorite character was what's uh, I think that actor's name Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. That fucking idiot guy that was just like the Trump guy. He's like the Trump yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like like absolutely obsessed with himself and. Just has no idea, like, how much is, like, changing all around him the whole time. Like, how many times do you think, like, decisions have been made and, like, Trump's been made privy to it, like, three seconds before it happens? And he's just like, ugh, I just 
like, I hope you guys know, like, I wanted to show this wasn't, like, my first choice. Like, <laughs> 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 do this. Like, I feel like Mike, Mike Pompeo's definitely been like, ah, look, we're gonna, like, torture this guy. Like, like fucking shove an electrode up his asshole. It's like, ugh. <laughs> okay, but... My choice would just to be to kiss him, to kiss the guy. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is that that's my one thing too. Like Trump knows shit about our government that we'll never know. And that that makes me very mad. <laughs> well, I uh, regret to inform you that all you can do about it, Kenny, is a uh, vote. Yep, you got to vote, or you know. Stage a coup against them, like they did in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I could totally um, see like a coup happening to Trump and him just being like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, uh, I was trying to place like who is who, as far as like if I could find like, oh, this person yeah. reminds me of Pence, or but Tambor as or Trump as Tambor's character makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, the guy with the fucking secret police. Yeah, it's like um, I mean, like physically he looks like Dick Cheney, but I don't know, like he's like Chad Wolf or something with yeah. like ice. I or don't like Bill Barr, one of those freaks. Yeah, just like a weird Homeland Security or like CIA or some shit. And I definitely uh, think Mitch McConnell's the. True chef. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's definitely like... Good yes. Chef. Yeah. He's but like... The, I, one... the thing is, I don't think Mitch McConnell has like any aspirations, obviously, towards presidency. He's smarter than that. Yeah. Like adult, adults, a dumbass is supposed to be president. Like a, a blank slate. Yeah, he's dumb. like a Dick Cheney type guy where he's like, I'm fine just doing all the evil. And just yeah. letting fucking... This guy who owned the Texas Rangers take the blame for 9-11. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know much about Russian history, but I, like, definitely uh, looked up a little bit as we were watching the movie about the Khrushchev and, like, who succeeded Khrushchev and how, like, short all these people's terms were until, um, what's the fucking... Who? No, the guy who, who was in charge of the USSR when Reagan Gorbachev. Oh yeah, who was in a Pizza commercial? Yeah, but there was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that Pizza commercial yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Is that a Pizza commercial? Yeah, Gorbachev was in a Pizza Hut commercial. Yeah, 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 like after, wasn't wall. it like after like uh, the USSR fell and he was like, yeah, the wall, the wall fell <laughs> and fucking Gorbachev got to eat Pizza Hut for the first time. It was actually a beautiful moment. And Kenny. he was like, whoa, 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 Gorbachev. <laughs> Gorbachev's the. You know what's weird? Like I knew who Gorbachev is, but like I knew who Gorbachev was my whole life, but only from like fucking. Animaniacs and like Naked Gun because he was like a character in all those shows because he had that stupid birthmark. Yeah. And like every Animaniacs like cartoon had like a weird Gorbachev joke in it. Or Naked Gun has the beginning of Naked Gun is him just like 
had some like weird embassy thing and there's so i always like knew who gorbachev was even before i knew anything yeah but he was in a pizza commercial yeah, yeah, but all those, like, weird Russian, like, leaders just fucking, like, there's just, like, always, like, dude, like, scheming to have them fucking, like, murdered. It rules. Yeah, um, I feel like we'll be there within, like, after this election, this, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You think Kamala's gonna kill Joe and then put us all in the gulags? And she is the top cop, so top yeah, cop. Because Trump's gonna win, I'm I'm calling it. I would I would actually place money on it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, How I much think Trump's still gonna win. How much? Not a lot, because I'm poor. But like <laughs> twenty bucks. Okay. All right. Oh no, I'll do that. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet too. I think something's gonna happen where like I I have a feeling like the Republican because. That's the thing watching this movie, where at least these people had, like, a kind of, like, there were at least people in the, like, Stalin regime who had, like, a, like an affinity for Stalin, who, like, really bought into his shit. I don't believe a single person, like, involved with Trump now, besides maybe, like, fucking Matt Gates or one of those, like dumb assholes who like they're saying could be the president because he's also dumb and loud and obnoxious. I don't think any like real respected, not even respected, but like career politician has like that kind of like reverence for Trump that they would have for like a Stalin or Hitler. And I think his brain's going to keep melting and then people <laughs> are going to be like, Matt, well, fucking should have paid your taxes, idiot. And we're just going to turn their back on Trump when it becomes clear. He's going to lose. That's what I think. I think, like, of any indication, like, Trump absolutely should lose. There's no way he's going to win the popular vote. That's a given. And there's no way that, like, if uh, polls and everything were to hold, that definitely Trump should lose. I think the one thing that people overlook that I think I think is fucking rigged. Like, I think they're going to fucking steal it. If they get, that's that's their whole fucking strategy right now, and I don't see a good opposition to that. Well, that's that's the funny thing about like watching this movie, kind of, and like, fuck, it's only been it's not even been two weeks since Trump almost died. That's crazy, right? It's been like <laughs> ten days. Yeah. yeah, but like, but like the next day when we were getting like you know, results. We still don't fucking... No one's seen his, like, medical... We don't know if he's, like, lying about not having COVID. We don't fucking know. Oh, he absolutely still has fucking COVID. Yeah, but but that's I, the thing. Like, fucking dudes... The like, only thing is, like, there's 30% of the country that's ride or die for Trump, and their mobilization and their unity and their, like, singular focus is unmatched. There's nobody on in in the center or the left or on any See, sort of plane that can rise and like mobilize people to counteract that like thirty percent. See, and that's what's scary about this is this gave someone like a competent person the blueprint because Trump's like the Jeffrey Tambor guy 
who's just kind of like right. a bumbling idiot, but he has like this weird thing that like attracts idiots to shit like they're flies and it's just like this very weird like bravado and like overconfidence and like if someone that actually knows what they're doing and like is like competent enough to do a fascism like can harness that and fake that enough then we're like fucked like someone that can appeal to like people who like legitimately like you know think like abortions are killing living things and you know you can be fixed from your gayness like all those weird freaks those people that legitimately believe that shit have a guy like that but at the same time he can appeal like the people who like just like trump because he goes like stinky nancy or pussy stinky like if he can apply to both those then we're just like fucked so that's what i think the most dangerous thing about trump is he gave someone a blueprint to be like oh you have like you said, 30% of the country who are just fucking dumb morons. And if you can get them, plus the people that legitimately want a fascism to happen. I I honestly just think that all of these public appearances are really just like, you know, like, you know, like maybe like a year ago when we all heard that the Rolling Stones were going on tour. And we we're all just like, oh, this is the last time, right? <laughs> like they're they're all absolutely gonna die. Like after this, <laughs> I think this is Trump's farewell tour. So he's just like going all out. He's saying, "Suburban women, please love me. I will, kiss, <laughs> I will kiss everyone in this crowd if you just love me one last time." And I honestly think he's gonna die. I think he's dying. Yeah, I don't care how like. he's dead I feel like crazy because I've definitely like through quarantine and like not being able to see fucking people it's just like I've definitely lost my uh, virginity my sanity and I'm like just like definitely gotten more conspiratorial like I definitely think the moment that Trump being alive becomes a detriment to the Republican Party's goals, they will, like, eh. I'm not saying they're going to murder him, but... They're just going to give him a bunch of Rohypnol or whatever the fucking weird drug he's on. What's he on? Robo, Robotussin? Right. What's the shit he's taking? Regeneron. Yeah, fuck it. No, That'd I, be I great if they that... just gave him Robotussin if he's just, like, fucking <laughs> robo-tripping. <laughs> he's just, like... I... I, I think like what Amador is saying could like could definitely be the case. Like I definitely like could see like his health be failing, and they're just like telling him like, "No, you're immune now." So he's going out there and doing like this strong man bullshit, but like dancing to YMCA. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't I think, know. Well. Are like conniving and like there's a lot of disorganized chaos, but these people are playing politics in a way that like the worst thing about Trump was like I think a lot of people are like oh I don't they 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 don't want to believe that somebody so fucking stupid could ruin their lives, right. so they like apply this like I don't know like this political strategy or like they, these comparisons to like Hitler or fucking whatever like, no you're giving it too yeah. much credit like 
No, it's like, yeah, your life can't be destroyed by a fucking idiot. And it was kind of refreshing to see, like, Khrushchev knew what he was fucking doing the entire time. And that was like, I, I, I wish, I almost wish Trump was like an evil genius yeah. at the level. Like, if McConnell was president, I'd be like, ah, oh, he's so fucking evil. But he's like, he's, he's there. He knows what he's doing. But Trump, it's like... Well, if Obama was president, we would not be doing this podcast now because we'd be dead in the street. He would actually, he would absolutely <laughs> fucking have us all assassinated. But like, yeah. no, it's it's funny because you, I remember like hearing Trump, like in interviews, talk about like, yeah, Roger Stone wanted me to run like in '98, and he wanted me to run in fucking what was it like '04 and like '08. He's like, they've been asking me to run for all these years. They think I'd be a good president. It's like, no, from the get-go, they knew you were this. They knew you were like a dipshit who they could manipulate. (laughs) And it was never like some weird, it was never some weird like Machiavellian fucking, like a Hitler fucking Stalin. You know what I mean? He was never fucking one of those guys. He was always like a fucking idiot. And they wanted yeah. him to be president because they knew he was a fucking idiot and they could do what they want. Like you were saying earlier, the whole end game was to get fucking Amy Corn- Amy Corndog Barrett to be. That was their whole end game is to fucking get a weird cult member yeah. to be in the Supreme Court so they could like repeal no, shit. It it literally doesn't fucking matter if Democrats if if Biden wins and Democrats get the Senate majority and the House majority. As soon as, like, a lawsuit or any sort of challenge to that, to any sort of, like, progressive policy gets gets launched and it goes all the way to the Supreme Court, like, say, for example, like, in, like, some weird turn of events, like, Amy Cody Barrett gets confirmed and every single Democrat dies and Bernie becomes president. It's like, if Bernie was like, oh, we're going to do Medicare for all now, it's like, okay. And then some health insurance company sues about it. As soon as it gets to the Supreme Court, it's fucking done. Any like leftist policy that we could hope to get done, if they, if they have the Supreme Court, it's fucking over. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like fucking. I know I sent Amador the clip, but like Nancy Pelosi was on like Wolf Blitzer today. I don't know if you saw this, Kenny. <clears throat> And, like, Wolf Blitzer just asked her, like, a basic question, like, I don't know, something like, hey, what are you going to do for the people? Or something. It fucking, she lost her shit. She was like, I'm good, you're bad. You're you're enabling Trump, you know, by doing this shit. And you're just, like, a fucking raging bitch. Like, she didn't have enough of her ice cream today, apparently. I did, I did not see that. What did, what did... Basically, Wolf, Wolf Blitzer was like, hey, um, are y'all going to pass the stimulus? Because, like... Well, and then what, he brought like, up... And then he... Yeah, and then he said, like, her own <clears> words <throat> against her. It's like, oh, yeah, you said you don't want to pass a stimulus because you say it's all you like a plan to get... You don't want to give Trump a win. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it was like, she said that the only reason Trump wants to pass the stimulus is to help the economy and get his name on a check before the election. 
Yeah. And, and then her yeah. response I mean, is like, she did like the lib thing. It's like, I don't think about him enough to do something like that. It's like, you, all you do is think about him. All you idiots do is yeah. think about him and you're fucking us. Because you don't know yeah. how in to a, fucking combat In a this way, guy. though, like, uh, the thing is, Nancy Pelosi is like strategically, and the rest of the Democratic Party are like strategically placing themselves into irrelevancy. Because it's like, no, she's not wrong in like, yeah, a stimulus package this close to the election will help Trump regardless, which is why they were trying to get it passed earlier on in the year. But now that it's closer to November 3rd, that it's not politically convenient. But at some point, like that game of politics becomes irrelevant compared to like the material conditions of people's fucking lives. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're going like, we're the part of the people. It's like, well, you're not because... I forgot uh, what journalist it was that I kept seeing pop up on my Twitter feed, but they're basically talking about how, like, uh, I don't know, essentially that the only real uh, House uh, Democrat that has, like, come forward and, like, been like, hey, like, we need we need this to fucking happen is uh, Ro Khanna, who was, yeah. like, a Bernie uh, surrogate. I I think he's like a congressman in California or something like yeah, that. I think somewhere in the Bay Area, right? Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I don't know, man. Like yeah, I, you know, I people's material conditions. Like we've been like grinded to a pulp. Like we've only gotten one fucking check. Yeah. Um, that was like the people keep of dying. The fucking pandemic. Get, keep, yeah. The checks and, were like before the summer, even. They were like in like that late spring. Yeah. And that's the last time like they did anything. So I, I, I don't know. It, it was crazy watching the clip because Wolf Blitzer then brings up like the reason why I keep asking about this is because, you know, like I see the people, uh, you know, he's whether he's actually seeing people begging him for food and money. I don't know. But uh, he brought that up and she's like, well, yeah. You know, we, we, uh, we help, we help them. There are people, there are people or whatever. And it's like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, if there really are people just haranguing Wolf Blitzer as he's walking into CNN, like studio, like that, I don't know. We're going to have comrade Wolf Blitzer in the, <laughs> like in a month. Like it's the well, fuck? I mean, she's making him look like he's like a fucking socialist hero and he's like barely a journalist what's what's crazy yeah. i'm sure wolf blitzer does see homeless people because isn't like the cnn like fucking it's in atlanta right it's in atlanta and they probably have one like a dc new where i mean they probably have like yeah. in all these metropolitan areas and it's right, like right, for right. sure downtown atlanta and dc <clears throat> and you're seeing homeless people for I'm sure, sure he for, sees yeah. them i don't know if they're asking for money because uh, I found the clip. Let's play that. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just keep this episode loose if there's not a whole bunch would, of the movie I, thing. But, uh, I would like, because I just thought of it. Uh, no, sorry. Probably can't. the biggest parallel that I could tell between, like, on a serious note, like the movie that we watched. Like, I don't know how historically accurate it was. I'm assuming that events that happened, like Khrushchev calling in the buses and those 1,500 people getting killed is somewhat yeah. accurate that actually happened. Um, that's very much like parallel. It's like 
the moon, uh, the movie kind of focuses on these few central figures vying for power, which is exactly kind of what we're seeing here with the COVID epidemic and that like these people's lives, like, it's like, it, it, it's hard for any like one person to like envision like the actual scope of the devastation that's been wrought by this fucking virus in terms of deaths and business closures and homeless people and like and that that this whole fucking thing has just been used as like some weird token that both sides are using for yeah. their political advantage, but neither side has any like actual just like Khrushchev didn't have an actual fucking plan to help or change things. He wasn't a reformist. No one Biden's not a reformist and obviously Trump's not a reformist. Both sides of this like political aisle, whether it's uh fuck, what's the name of the guy that Khrushchev got killed? Whether it's yeah, him Mario Barriers. Or, yeah, whether yeah. whether whether it's him or Khrushchev, the answer for us normal people, it's the fucking same. It's continuity. It's yeah. It's weird for these people. Like our lives are. It's almost like they're playing like a game, like a real, like a real time start, like a civilization or something. And they're just like using the like. Fuck, I'm trying to find a way to phrase this metaphor right, but to us, we're just like little pieces that are like they're willing to you know bargain with us. So they can get a win. And then, you know, whenever either side gets a win, they go, we did this for the people. And it's like 200 fucking 210,000 people have died. It's more than like any, like, like, like it's weird. Like that's what I was going to say. It's like a, when the Trump medical, when they were releasing the medical records, like it was like the MSNBC people were going like, Oh, this is like a very like Eastern Blockish. This is like North Korea, and it's like you don't fucking understand where those places now. Yeah, like yeah. If you, if you can't like that's the part I I watched the presidential debate. I watched the vice presidential debate. If an opposition party can't weaponize the incompetence <clears throat> and the result of two hundred and like twenty thousand dead fucking Americans, if you can't weaponize that to destroy your fucking political opponent, then you have no interest in doing it. Like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, you don't need to say anything. 212,000 fucking people are dead. You compare that to the entirety of China's numbers. You compare that to the entirety of the European Union's numbers. It's the easiest fucking win. Yeah. And, and the only question that we need to be like fucking asking ourselves is why won't Biden and why won't Kamala Harris why doesn't the Democratic Party rely on the obvious objective failures of this administration? It's because eh, they're not they're not really that interested in doing that. Yeah. They're just interested in still or, or in amassing power and that's about it. Like everything coming from the Democratic Party as far as like their leadership structure is concerned is is that it is not concerned about us and it is just concerned with, well, uh, looks like things are getting dicey. Uh, I hope that I am not 
uh, you know, one of the millions that goes hungry and fucking dies. Like, and you know, what's uh, weird is that they got like it's like amazing the amount of people they got to buy into that they're different. Like, I was arguing with someone on Facebook. I posted like a meme about Mitch McConnell and um, Amy McGrath, and it was kind of like you know making fun of both of them, kind of. And the person was like, Amy McGrath's still better than that turtle fuck. And I was like, she's still bad. And then yeah. and then he just like lectured me. He was like, you can't see the forest from the trees. Turn on C-SPAN right now. Do you want to know what's going on in the world? And it's like, dude, I, fuck you. Like, you follow this shit once every fucking four years. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you people, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, you gave McGrath like a shit ton of money. And she ran and she made like a pro-Trump ad. Yeah. And you people are yeah. still like she's better than McConnell. It's like probably, but also she's not going to win and she's not on your side. And it's, yeah. and, and it feels, and then you get attacked for being like both of them are shit. And it's like one's better than the other. And it's like, yeah, okay, I think, but that's I think not with the, fucking... what I, I think that my biggest issue with, you know, uh, the presidential election that comes around every four years is, is that it, because it's cyclical, it's always coming. It's always going to come. So it just always feels like there's always people that only pay attention to the electioneering and not actually paying attention to, like, I don't know, what does someone that, you know, makes the same amount of money as me or has the same job as me, like, how are they doing? Oh, we're all doing shit? Like, maybe that should change, and maybe we should do something about it. But no, like, let's just pay attention to, like, you know, the Republicans and Democrats, there's hardly a difference between them if you're looking at them, like, legislatively or, I don't know, it, it's, it's, uh... That's the thing, too, man. It's, like... It's crazy. So many people, like, on the left are, like, constantly, you know, thinking about, like, working class... They're thinking about, like, you know, how to help people. And they're thinking about, you know, politics and just kind of shit, like, all the time. Like, this is, like, a constant thing for us. A lot of us are involved in activism. A lot of us are involved in, you know, trying, like, teaching. And we're, like, actively involved in this. And some fucking dickhead named, like, Brooklyn Resistance Dad. Fucking, I don't know, Dumbledore House or fucking whatever. Who's going like, if you don't vote for Biden, you're a bad person. You need to grow up. And it's like, I don't, fuck you, dude. The thing is, like, I am absolutely willing to, like, grant those people, like, the same, like, the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is Joe Biden buys us time. That's it, though. If they were to just, like, make that argument well, and that's from, like, an honest perspective, like, Joe Biden buys his time. Trump's an actual Nazi. Biden sucks, but he's not a Nazi. That's the only harm reduction is the, like, I know that some people on Facebook called that a hacky reason to vote for Joe Biden, but, like, that's the only reason to vote yeah. for Joe Biden. And if you're not willing to, like, at this point in time, like, like I said earlier, like, if you're not really, it's like, if I'm willing to grant you Voting for anybody but Biden during the general election is a dumb move. But 
At the same time, voting for anybody other than Bernie during the Democratic primary was a complete waste of your time. And you're like politically an illiterate and incompetent and moronic person if you think that any of those candidates <laughs> presented a really like left-leaning uh, platform other than Bernie Sanders, you're a fucking idiot. Like I don't I don't have time for that shit anymore. And that's the thing too about like these people going like well, vote for them and then worry about, you know, trying to push them left or whatever fucking bullshit they say. Like, if you... Kamala Harris looked right in the camera and was like, we will keep doing fracking. And it's like, you're from California, you stupid bitch. You're from a state that's, like, on fire, you dummy. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to change because you're a stupid idiot. You're, the like place you're from is burning... And you're like, yeah, let's keep fracking. That's fun and good to do. Isn't it yeah. like the oil that they get from fracking is like worse. It's like yeah. wet. It's dirtier. It's shittier. Yeah. They poison <laughs> the groundwater. They fuck the environment up way more by doing it. It's not an environmentally conscious, like, it's not a transition method. It's worse. It's, it's fucking yeah, it's the horrible. Complete, it's the complete, like, and opposite direction that we need to be it, in. Is it like 90% or like, I don't know how fucking, is it most of the oil that we get from fracking here in the United States? That oil doesn't stay in the United States. It gets shipped off and sold abroad. So we don't even like, yeah. Like nobody here reaps the benefits from that. Well, and nobody. That's, that's the thing. Like, okay, you could, well, you probably couldn't sell me because I'm like, and I think all of us are like this. Where if we want to know something, we like fucking read about it and do research about it because we're adults. And that's what adults do when they want to fucking know something. But like all these people that are like, okay, we'll just vote Trump out and then try to, you know, they're trying to push, try to push Biden left or try to push Kamala left. It's like. When they said the fracking thing, Joe Biden's like, I actually want to give the cops more money. And it's like, these people have, like, no interest in it. If anything, they just show him, like, fucking Joe Biden, any chance he gets, he's like, I burnt the socialists. It's like, you didn't do shit, dude. He's acting like it's some, like, David and Goliath thing. And it's like, you had, like, 30 guys, like, jump Bernie. And then you're like, I beat him up. It's like, you didn't do that. You had a fucking party behind you. And... Your enthusiasm's low because you're a fucking old man who the only thing likable about you is corn pop. <laughs> <laughs> he also like, said that again that he's running for Senate, so that's cool. <laughs> what happened? He uh, recently said that he's running for Senate again. Corn pop? So, no, Biden. Biden, <laughs> Biden oh, is the corn Senate pops right alive and ready for Senate? No, no. The guy running for president is also running for Senate. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> good that's, for him. Double that, double duty. That's why I think like still I feel like Trump's my favorite. Not my favorite, <laughs> but it's the favorite to win. Because it is know, hard right? to beat. It, it is hard to beat an incumbent, especially a Republican incumbent. He's Trump doesn't like the Republican Party. Long ago, stopped giving a shit. And Democrats can't engage in these like debates with any sort of actual honesty because they don't because they go along with it. So it's like Trump can say a bunch of racist shit, sure. At the end of the day though, it doesn't matter. 
Biden doesn't gain any ground with the arguments that he's making. The only people voting for Biden that will win Biden this election are not voting for Biden because of Biden. They're winning. They're, he's getting those votes because people are like, well, obviously we're not going to fucking survive another four years of this idiot. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think and and engaging in any sort of like rhetoric or idea that Biden's something more than what he is, and this includes fucking people saying that he's the next FDR or any of this fucking bullshit. It's it's fucking amateur. It's it's politically it's fucking. I don't know what the term is. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Retarded. It's politically retarded. <laughs> yeah. It, speaking of like, I just remember when we were talking about like all the people that are like, you know, get like super into politics once every four years. Like ten minutes after the Lakers won the championship, some like dumb, ringer brain fucking sports writer idiot tweeted this out. He tweeted, "LeBron did it for Kobe. He did it for social justice. He did it for voter registration. He did it for Akron." Like, about him winning the title, it's like, yeah, fucking LeBron James dedicated his fucking title to voter register. Grow up. You know what I mean? It's like, you fucking babies. <laughs> he did it for... Every, he, he did it dude, for Kobe time, Bryant and voter registration. <laughs> every time LeBron James dunks a ball, 10,000 people lose their voter registration. <laughs> <laughs> He's ravaging democracy with his... Every time he hits a three, a village in Rhodesia gets drone striked. <laughs> Four three. <laughs> Everyone just in Staples Center cheering, and then it just cuts to like people going ah, running around with the fucking houses on fire. What a bunch of babies, dude. I mean, Obama had a similar tweet like just recently. He was like, LeBron. You're the man. You won the. You won your fourth. You also did a lot of things, social justice wise. Uh, good job. What did he do and, though? That's like a serious question. What did he? I get. He He won the title. He he went on strike for a day. Like, wouldn't it have been like much cooler if Obama was like, "Hey, two hundred twelve thousand people are dead, and I'm not gonna shut the fuck up about it until." Like, oh, that would have been way more effective. Remember when Barack Obama said his favorite movie was Parasite? (laughs) Wait, what? Remember when Obama was like, my favorite movie is Parasite? Yeah. I don't think he gets the movie. I think he's like Neil Brennan. I I think that... um, just to bring it back to the movie, the one thing that I kind of took away about it was like, this is exactly how our political system works, but our political system is dumber. Like we're we're like we're like worse. We're like stupider than Jeffrey Tambor's character. Like it's the material conditions. Like those hundred fifty thousand people die, or not? How many? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred people dying, or like the lie. The actual fucking human cost of this catastrophe is completely fucking irrelevant to this election. Mm -hmm. And that 
more than anything is what I took away watching this book and movie was how fucking endlessly depressing it is that like literally a foul, like a 9-11 amount of people dying every three days for the better part of a year is completely fucking irrelevant to our current political process because it it just does not fucking matter. Right. I know that's a sad, (laughs) sad note. I don't know. I mean, you may say that, but dude, I'm with her. I'm I'm gonna write in Hillary Clinton. Yeah, dude, let's, let's do fucking it. go. Let's bring her back. <laughs> bring bring back uh, Benghazi, the Benghazi babe. That's what. <laughs> bring her back, Morbid. What if, okay. Yeah, she's like, I'm running Nobody for president would... again, and I promise three more Benghazis. The first quarter of 2024, everyone's like. Hello, hey, right. Wait, why is she waiting till the end of her presidency to give us all those big <laughs> Oh no, she's running in twenty twenty four. She's not running this year. Oh right. Like we're gonna write her in, but she's gonna lose to Kanye by one vote. She can win if you write her in. Yeah, this should be. Bernie. I don't know if you remember, like people were like saying about Warren that she's electable if you vote for her. Yeah, it's like and it's like that's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. I mean technically <laughs> they're have right. A better argument for your candidate. Technically it's like correct. Yeah, people are electable if like yeah. your team can win the Super Bowl if they if they win games. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Like, it's like yeah. the sky is blue if you wake up in the morning. Yeah. You look outside. It's like, all right. Uh, play this Nancy Pelosi clip about her sucking Wolf Butcher's dick. I'm asking you serious questions because so many people I'll are in desperate need right now. Let me yeah. ask you this. Okay. When was the last time? Let me, you, let me respond well, to you. Let me ask you, when was the last time, Madam Speaker, when was the last time you spoke with the president about this? I don't speak with the president. Speak why, with not? His, why, his not representative. Call why not call him and say, Mr. President, let's work out a deal. It's not going to be everything you want, not going to be everything I want, but there are so many Americans right now who are in desperate need. Let's make a deal. What makes me amused, if it weren't so sad, is how you all think that you know more about the suffering of the American people than those of us who are elected by them to represent them at that table. And it's not about me. I'm going to pause it there. What a fucking cunt, dude. Excuse me. I believe she dropped this crown that I just found on the ground. Yeah. That's queen shit, Crown of thorns. That's that's my favorite thing that she's ever... That's... How dare you think that you know more about American suffering than me? The lady who has an ice cream fridge and went to... Obviously, I know she's directing that, like, Wolf Blitzer, but, like, he's the press, like, technically, so, like... Yeah, like, very kind of, kind of also reads like she's saying to, like, how dare you, person who's listening to this, who's, like, living with their parents now and lost their job, think that you know more about suffering than me? Yeah, well, it's because when you get elected to represent a whole group of people, you actually absorb all of their, their pain suffering, and, suffering. <laughs> and, then, and then you keep it in your body and you just like kind of shake frivolously like your whole rest of your life and then you don't do anything about it we you should, just hold it in 
And this is a That's very probably, serious. I, I like that. Right. <laughs> this is a very serious, not bit at all. So if you want to be an elected official, elected official, you should have to take a vow of poverty, where you all live like in like a hut with all the other senators, <laughs> and governors and mayors. You all just live in this like central hut, and you only wear a burlap sack and uh, tissue boxes for shoes. You get one bowl of rice a day, and we also invent like a weird helmet that makes you feel everyone's suffering. Yeah. And you have to sit in there an hour a day and just fucking take in all the suffering in your shoebox shoes and your burlap sack <laughs> or whiskey barrel dress and eat your one <laughs> bowl of rice, and then you get to be a politician. Take out the fucking, take out the uh, financial incentive, and you're essentially just monks who get pumped full of suffering once a day. So you yeah, and then, af and then after your term, you get to walk out of the building you've had to be in for however long you were elected, and then you get shot in the head, and you're done. That's it. <laughs> No, Sorry, I, but I mean, this is where I'm I'm go, at with politicians. See, I would I, give them. I would give them. See, if we're doing this, okay. I say for the first trial run, let's give them all terms, right? Like, let's set a term for everyone. Everyone gets a four-year term. Every single one. We don't have this weird stagger of elections. All elections happen on the same time, and then you all have to live in this hut together for four years. Burlap sack, whiskey barrels. <laughs> Tissue box shoes or wooden clogs. Those are your like, those are your options. You have to like live in a common room where like Mitch McConnell takes a shit. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like a bunch down. of yeah. There's a shit bucket and a piss bucket. <laughs> one TV that only gets uh, CBS, um, and just a bunch of cots. One couch, and they pour a bunch of rice like in a trough, and you all eat it out the trough. <laughs> And then you go, and then you go into Congress, and you fucking make laws, and you do all your shit. But you're not allowed to interact with anyone outside of these four people, and the hour of pain and suffering from the American citizens that get pumped in your brain. So, like your solution is to make them all live like factory farm pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, you can make the, a lot of money off of those factory farm pigs. And so the TV, but the TV that gets CBS, they get from 7 to 9, they get, like I don't know, Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. That's their entertainment <laughs> time. And the rest of the time, the TV is just like live feeds of just like people living their lives. So they get like a first-hand experience of like what people are going through. And, uh, but they have four years of just living that, of like soaking in people's empathy and being near starving and poverty <laughs> and in poverty. <clears throat> and uh, the goal is, okay, make the world better. And then after your four year term, you get to live in this better world you made. But if this first class goes out and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to become fucking lobbyists now, then they all die. Put like a microchip in their neck after their term. <laughs> and like if they're like, cool, 
I don't have to be a poor senator anymore. I'm going to be a lobbyist for Big Tobacco. Their head fucking poof. Like fucking just explodes. Like you can't, you can't be corrupt or your head will literally explode off your body. And when your head explodes, you have diarrhea and come in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows. Sounds... So it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, dude. Good. Like, you, you know you that everyone's just going to remember the common diarrhea. <laughs> Sorry, what? I was just saying, sounds good. We need to write this down and present it to the president and see if he agrees. Yeah. Well, I told you my plan for the presidency. He's the, the president, president gets right his own ceremony they... after no matter what happens, the president dies at the end of the four years. The senators get a chance to be like, okay, run free. Run free and enjoy the <laughs> world you help to make better. But presidents don't get don't get that option. Because to be a president you have to be a sociopath. So at the end of the four years, <laughs> we take the president up to this big like pyramid. And we play Tarzan Boy, and everyone, <laughs> and everyone gathers around the pyramid, and we all go, oh, 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 and then we slit the president's throat, and his blood <laughs> goes down like a little slide into the mouth of like this like Cthulhu Hubie Halloween statue that we built at the bottom of it, <laughs> and the blood goes into that as a blessing to our God. And for the next four years, we'll have, you know, good crops. We'll protect our nation. And uh, the president's dead. And then we restart it all over again. And also, here are the rules. You have to have 50,000 followers on TikTok and not be a lady to be the president. <laughs> There's no age requirement anymore. You just have to be a TikTok star. You can't be a woman? can't be a woman. <laughs> 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 no lady presidents. <laughs> well, you know, is this like a nuanced take? Like, you wouldn't want to burden women with this. No, I just don't job. think they can um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is a sexist thing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're smart enough. <laughs> what are you, stupid? <laughs> women can be senators, though. And are weird. Okay. But all the female senators have to have an OnlyFans since they're beating out of the trough. That's a requirement. Wait, what's the requirement? They have to have an OnlyFans of them eating out of the rice trough. <laughs> and in fairness, like, Mitch McConnell has to also have an OnlyFans of him eating out of the trough. Oh, no, Mitch McConnell's head's on, on a pike in front of the uh, Senate shack that they all live at. And so they go, like, this is a warning to you. This is why you don't get to have money or genitals. By the way, we chop off. He's like the betrayer. Yeah, he's the reason. So <laughs> once you, in your four-year term, he's the burning. He's the burning carcass that eventually becomes ash that they just like shovel into like a fucking air cannon. Yeah, and they fire it up in the sky to make rain. This is a good society Dude, I think, was... we're building. Dude, that, yeah, that was a fucking... I don't know. That was a really cool way to kill that guy. If that's how they really killed that guy in the movie. Yeah. I don't know if that's how they killed that guy. 
Dude, that movie was totally weird. Where it was like, why don't you yeah. make this a drama? Why have like weird bits in it? <laughs> also, um, I read a little bit of like what was some of the stuff that was like historically true, but placed in an odd moment. So like that concert that the movie starts off with, like all of that is like a true story, but it happened nine years before Stalin died. Oh shit. So it was just like, Stalin was like, I want to listen to music. And they did have to like (laughs) record something. But yeah. So there's like a little like that. I guess I'm okay with as far as like artistic license, but uh, it, yeah, I don't know I about don't know. it. It just felt I weird think, to like look at that thing and be like, "I'm gonna make this like a comedy," because it's like the beginning scene with the Stalin thing was just like a flat out comedy bit. We were like, "What time is it?" They called this time or that. It was like there was like three scenes that were like just straight up like. Mark's yeah. brothery comedy things. And then the rest of it was like this like weird drama. And it's like, just make it the drama. Or just go full on slapstick. Yeah. I remember it being like kind of promoted like it was some like goofy I it's the guy who made Veep, so it was promoted like it was Veep. Yeah. I think the portrayal was kind of in line with like how like they used to like portray Nazis in media as like bumbling idiots. Yeah, it's kind of that take. Well, there's a whole story about uh, what's the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Great Dictator. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but it's like Charlie Chaplin playing like fucking one of his weird Charlie Chaplin characters, and he's also playing a Hitler in it. Right. And he made hit like he makes Hitler like look like this fucking stupid asshole. And then, like, a bunch, of, a bunch of people got, like, really upset. Hitler was, like, upset about it. A bunch of people were like, how could you make this guy, like, a cartoon character? He's killed, like, this many Jews. And Charlie Chaplin was like, oh, shit, I didn't know. Like, that shit was... So I, I have a... I think, in a way, though, like, portraying Hitler and Nazis as idiots is actually, like, good. Because if you portray them as, like, unstoppable like serious force it in a way like romanticizes them it's like you have to make that you have to make like people who believe in that ideology like feel shame and shit and stupid for you know where you know a weird thought i had like just randomly even before watching this movie again it was like i was thinking about like all the shit where they make and like hollywood movies where they make nazi characters like sympathetic almost where it's like a Nazi character who's like, oh, I'm like a reluctant Nazi. I didn't want to do this, but I had to. And they try to make these Nazis like these like very reluctant. You know what I mean? They try to like humanize yeah. Nazis, but it's like they don't like they don't do that for like Muslims really. No, they don't do that. They, there's never been like a sympathetic like communist character in like a mainstream. You know what I mean? And it's like. It's weird or, that they choose like, to. Like God that. forbid, like a, a sympathetic like Al Qaeda member or ISIS member or yeah, which like honestly, if you think about that, where it's like that's just as like there's so many like you know ISIS Al Qaeda members who are just like 
I don't know. Yeah, I remember, like, there's this, like, speech that somebody gives. I believe it's, like, a somebody who lives in Afghanistan or Iraq. And they're talking about how, like, they pray for cloudy days because cloudy days means that there's not drones flying around. And yeah. that if the skies are clear, they live in fear because that means that there are drones doing bombings. And, like, the inhumanity of being, like, conditioning an entire population to fear sunny days is like but you could definitely make a sympathetic yeah call to somebody who's like ah, I'm gonna join a terrorist organization because like what options are left afforded to me like fuck the west and fuck their I mean right. like think about like people who've lived 19 20 years under constant state of war yeah it i don't know and it, sounds it, like a foreign policy blunder that'll backfire every now and then yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think part of it too maybe is we should pay attention, like, more attention to that i don't know i was listening to this episode of uh, citations needed where they like broke down kind of like military propaganda in movies and stuff and one of the things they said was like kind of starting with Top Gun where like that's when the military got kind of like full control over like how military is portrayed in movies. Like if you really like Apocalypse Now, that movie is like very like anti or any like Vietnam movie kind of from like Platoon, all those movies are very anti-war. Right. Uh, but then with like Top Gun, like the military had, they needed the like Navy's help to get those planes. You know what I mean? They yeah. needed like, and so the Navy was like, "Cool, we'll give you these planes, but we have to get like final say on the script. We have to get final say on like, we can cut lines that we think like make us look bad, or." And that's what they do with like all these movies, all these like Marvel movies, like Iron Man and Captain Marvel, that have like you know military aspects in them. The military gets like final say on all those scripts. So that's probably why you don't see sympathetic, you know, Al-Qaeda members or anything. Because it's like, we're still we're trying to kill these people. So don't make them good. And with the Nazis, I think they're just like, yeah, we don't care. We, like, let them work for us. Make them nice. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I kind of want to do an episode on the like after effects and cultural effects of propaganda in terms of like I've always thought like okay so like the southern strategies existed since for like an entire generation now of people have been brought up with Wait, southern strategy so the southern politics. strategy like, is just so I can get a clue the southern strategy is like whenever you uh, give someone a little bit of chicken fried. <laughs> there on a Friday night and a pair of jeans that fit this southern strategy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Like, I want to talk about the cultural effects, like the actual effects of how, like, propaganda is obviously used as a political tool, but like after the tool's been used, the uh, the after effects of that. Like, you have an entire generation of politicians now that are 
batshit insane stupid because they were born and bred and grew up on the lie. Yeah. Like, they don't know the lie. They lost track of the lie. Like, somebody like Mitch McConnell knows the lie, but, like, these freaking weird QAnon senators don't. Like, they drank the fucking Kool-Aid. Like, all these people... Like, somewhere along the line, like, the political expediency of the propaganda got lost, and now you just have an entire country that believes nonsense. Yeah, and the nonsense is, like, ever-shifting to fit the narrative. Like, once a thing's disproven, then just another nonsense thing comes, and there's never, like, any doubt in these people that's like, hold on, so this weird, like... Wayfair thing about kids being shipped their furniture wasn't real. And then they're like, man, guess what? Chuck E. Cheese is made of adrenochrome. And then they're like, oh shit, that's it's, real. I feel like it's worse than that now, too. Like, they don't even have to shift the goalposts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could prove something's false a thousand times. Like, it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. It doesn't fucking matter, though. They're still not going to believe it. Yeah, they have a, an ideology that seems to be. Uh, like it, it, it's good at bending and it never breaks. So, like, it's a, it's a, it's infallible. It's like a religious yeah. context. Their, their belief in capitalism and Trump or whatever is, it's not something that's tangible, and it's also infallible. If we don't find an answer to that on the left, then we're forever gonna be fucked. Right. And I think the yeah. thing, too, about the left is, like, our thing's not as, like, shiny as theirs. Like, a lot of the left thing, like, I've talked to the kids I, like, I talked to the kids I coach where we read, like, you know, we're reading Angela Davis's uh, autobiography, I think, next. Um, but, like, you know, we re- we're reading things like that. And when we read, like, the Hugh P. Newton book, there were, like, questions about, you know, Marxism and stuff. And it's kind of like, well, here's like a list of books you can read. And then you give them like three volumes of capital that are like a thousand pages each. And like all this shit. And it's like, with QAnon, you can just go on all these things and read all this crazy, like, you know, shiny, like murder mystery type shit. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense where it's just kind of like, are things like... Oh, our text has been around for this long. You have these outlets to like learn about this. And with QAnon, it's just like we're literally just like telling you a story. Yeah, QAnon also like directly feeds into people's ego because it's just like you're special. It just actively tells like uh, do your own research, draw your own conclusions, and whatever you everything's permissible. Like every conspiracy theory can be true under QAnon. It's just like it's this weird thing where you like get to like. Nope. Quick, go and fucking like, if I shoot up this church or I kill these protesters, and I'm, yeah, I'm the I'm the guy, I'm the hero, I'm the catalyst that starts the movement. Yeah, and it doesn't help that there's people like Alex Jones, who are constantly going like, I'm not calling for you to do murders, but like these people are like satanic pedophiles. The only way to stop them is a bullet in the head. <laughs> 
And these people who, like, they're just, like, waiting for kind of, like, any kind of... That's it, like when fucking Donald Trump said the stand by and stand up or whatever fuck that weird shit he said. Stand back and stand by. <laughs> yeah, that shit. When he said that, that, like... Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Is that your Trump impression? Jesus Christ. That's what he sounded like. He was just I'm like, Donald Trump. Like, stand back and stand by. He was like, what the fuck? This old man just crapped his pants. He's like, stand by because... I shit, okay. man. I think it was not shooting down here. <laughs> I'm Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail that. <laughs> oh, let's see. Fuck, we've been recording for 9,000 hours. <laughs> uh, nice. So I think this is a good wrap-up spot. Um, yeah. So this was kind of like a loose-fit kind of episode. Um... Yeah, we'll be back with something for you next week. But until then, do you want to, like, I guess do final thoughts on the film or what we took away from it? Uh, I mean, I just I thought that I don't know. I I felt like the tone was I got like I thought it was like powerful in certain spots, but I think by choosing to make it like a goofy veep thing for like scenes and then have it be like this very serious thing about a coup was a weird choice which kind of took away from me um i definitely think there's i don't know i feel like it's different in the way where if trump died i don't think there would be that i i'm Like, I don't think there's going to be a big mourning period from the Republican Party when he his brain explodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're going to have to pretend like they did it with Stalin where they had to be like, here's this fucking huge thing and we're covertly taken. They're just going to be like, okay, cool. On to the next one. Pence is who we wanted anyway. <laughs> so I think it's different yeah. in that way. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I, I, I almost think it, it could easily be the opposite, that, like, they have to mourn Trump because the people that all the weird Q people just need, <laughs> need to weep. They need to weep. No masks on, like, around the dead body of their great leader and... and the the Q people. Honestly, will be this like, is a good blueprint. Like, I don't know. You you ship them in to DC, and then you know, I don't know. Maybe they disappear, or uh, you know, they get shoveled into a back alley, and then they're stuck there, and we don't know why they're there. I I don't know. That'd be an I, interesting I just, way to wipe Q out, though. <laughs> it's to just like ship them all yeah. into DC, and then have them be gunned down. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. What do you have, Kim? Yeah, I think I, I I think I leave more like uh the people who are like trying to get power after Trump's death are gonna have to be like way less uh covert <laughs> about it. Like I feel like Trump if Trump died, they'd move on pretty quick. They'd be like, all right. Yeah. Like, All right, he's dead. Like nobody really 
like Zack and I. They just liked owning the libs. That was <laughs> that was their thing. Yeah, and QAnon's not going to believe he's dead anyway. QAnon's going to be like some crazy. <laughs> QAnon's going to be like, oh yeah, he, he's like got plastic surgery to look his egg like Mike Pence. They're just going to find a way to support whoever the fucking Tom. They're going to be like, oh yeah, Donald Trump. They were coming after him, so they killed Tom Cotton, and then they like gave Donald Trump plastic surgery to make him look exactly like Tom Cotton. And then they're fucking like that's how QAnon works. They're fucking idiots. They think JFK Jr. is still alive. He's like this fat old man. They think he's this fat old man who was like fucks. Yeah, like, like widows they're... and shit. They're stupid. They're dummies. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good place to. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely think that's what's gonna happen. I don't think QAnon's like revolutionary in any kind of way. And at the end of the day, they're just like fucking shitty Republicans. So if Trump dies of COVID, which he will, then they're just gonna be like, "Oh, Trump's not dead. He's actually this fucking guy." Yeah, they'll just move deeper, yeah, deeper into their fucking delusions and insanity. Yeah, which is cool. I'm glad and eventually we live in this world. we'll all be Q and odds. Yep. I'm glad we live in this world where that's what's happening now. <laughs> the only way out. Is to send the bus and bring Q and on to DC and publicly execute them? That's the only way out. Is to publicly assassinate <laughs> a million people who believe in Q in front of the Washington Monument. Let's get Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen to come in and just, like, fucking melt them all like he did in the... Being <laughs> the people in the comic where he's just, like, using... Him and Doc... Him and the comedian are just fucking wiping out QAnon like the Viet Cong and the fucking Watchmen comic. That's how we're gonna end it. Alan Moore, if you're listening, write that comic. <laughs> write that sequel to Watchmen. All right, uh, goodbye forever.